Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Football Social Daily. Welcome, welcome. This is Football Social Daily, a daily Premier League podcast with all the latest news, gossip and completely unfounded opinion as well. I'm Jim Salverson and it's transfer deadline day and it's also Brexit Eve and there's something a little bit ironic about the very day that Britain leaves the EU the whole of the Premier League is rushing to spend massive amounts of money on expensive foreign imports so we're going to be talking about those foreign imports today with Mr Meme Marley Anderson hello and the professor that's a great thing yeah <laughs> you like that one yeah we've got the guru and now I'm Mr yeah. Meme yeah. I'm, we're trying out some um, new nicknames and we tried the professor oh for Fergal before and it never stuck so we'll try again the professor Professor Fergal Brennan. Hello, I thought you were going to go for Mr. Meme and Mr. Bean. So yeah, I'll, I'm happy with the professor. That would have been we all better. sound like crap darts players. <laughs> we're going to be talking about all the potential ins and outs in the Premier League on today's podcast. Now, obviously, it is transfer deadline day. Things are moving fast and we are recording this podcast at around midday on January the 31st. So as you listen to it, some of the deals we're talking about might have been done. Some might have been blown out of the water. We'll talk about the deals as they stand right now. But instead of talking about whether they're going to happen, because it could be absolute nonsense by the time the podcast even gets stuck up online, we're going to talk about whether it's a good deal, whether the deal makes sense. So you can kind of judge on whether the deal's happened or not. So we're going to kick off with a done deal. And that is a record-breaking done deal for Sheffield United who have signed Sanderberg. How has this happened? Clubs all <laughs> over Europe seem to want this guy and he's ended up at Sheffield United mm. for 22 million quid. They seem like they might have got the deal of the window here already. It's like a FIFA sign in this. Like when <laughs> when loads of teams are in for them but it doesn't matter because you get the deal done first. Yeah. It's one of them. It's like, I don't know, how he's ended up at Sheffield United which is a hell of a coup for them because as you say, everyone wanted him he was very good in the uh, Champions League against Liverpool, um, which brought sort of more casual eyes to, to his performances when they were watching uh, Liverpool play Genk. Um, and it's a, it's a magnificent signing. He's six foot five. I think he's 21, 22 years mm. old. He's a genuine top talent and hopefully he can get the game time and he'll be, with respect to Sheffield United, he'll probably move on in a couple of years for a lot of money. 
Well, you said about the Liverpool game. I was going to say because Jurgen Klopp was, spoke very highly of him after that game, and he was partially interested, kind of yep. digging around a little bit. Unlike Bruno Fernandes, we've actually seen him play and know he can play <laughs> against Premier League teams. Yeah, I think you're right in saying that Liverpool obviously been mentioned, Manchester United were fleetingly mentioned with him. I think what Sheffield United have done is waited for all of this passing interest to die down, been decisive, approached Genk with a fairly sizable offer. They've broken their transfer record to, to bring him into the club. Mm. And Although Genk not that sizable in the current market, 22 million quid, you're kind of like... Uh, well, it, show, it shows where they are and mm. the rise that they've, they've had back in the Premier League for the first time, I think, in nearly a decade. Um and I just think they've done a very Sheffield United, very Chris Wilder deal of avoided any sort of nonsense or faffing around and gone, he's the player that we want. He's the player that can consistently get us onto the level that we're pushing for. Buy him. Don't get involved in ridiculous negotiations a la Bruno Fernandes that mm. take three weeks to complete. Buy him. We've got the money. Buy him. How much of this can we credit to Chris Wilder? How much can we credit to his reputation as a manager when players are looking at what he's done at Sheffield United and maybe he's not got the status of a Jurgen Klopp or a Pep Guardiola but he's maybe getting to that place where people want to play for him because I mean it certainly wasn't the stadium tour that sold Sanderberg <laughs> his move to Sheffield United so it's got to have been something and I look at it and go well maybe it was the manager maybe it was the boss I think it certainly plays a role in it I think we're seeing more now particularly younger players that are looking at the whole package when when they make a move from from one club to another, and I think yeah, obviously as you say, Wilder doesn't have the the wider profile of other managers, but he does have that aura about him. And whenever you whenever you hear Sheffield United players getting interviewed or anyone that's had any involvement with Chris Wilder, they can't speak highly of how almost how he makes you feel um, in terms of man management. And I think that's exactly what Sander Burgess bought into. He he could have gone to another club uh, right now, but as Miley said. Let's get real about this. When he's 25, 26, if he continues on that curve, he probably is going to go on for double that, maybe even treble what he's gone to Bramall Lane for now. But Chris Wilder is is making Bramall Lane an, an appealing place for young players. Yeah. I think a lot of people as well forget that um, Sheffield United are bankrolled by Saudis. Mm. Um, very rich people. They're not short of a few quid. It's just now they're in the Premier League, they can actually flaunt it a bit and actually go and pull off these financial deals where they can say, look, you, know, you might go to Man United, but... You also might not play there every week and you, they might see you as an investment rather than someone we can use now and use every week. You know, they're challenging for Europe. Like They've got to January in a point. They wouldn't have signed him probably in if they were 17th, 18th fighting relegation. Yeah, yeah. But because they've had such a great start to the season, if you're looking at it from a Genk point of view, like they're out of the Champions League. They have to sell him on now. And you're looking at it from Sander Burge. He's looking at the Premier League table going, well, this lot are 7th in the league. All right, let's, let's go there and have mm. a go there. Let's see what happens. It's not a slam dunk, and it never is when players come from smaller European <coughs> nations, but it feels pretty much as close as it gets to being a slam dunk. Everyone expecting big things for him. Let's move to London and the ongoing saga for Chelsea and additional firepower, who apparently have got loads of money to spend, but unable to spend it in any way. Lampard wants to strengthen up front in the window. There seems to be issues getting any kind of deals over the line. Lazio are interested in Olivia Giroud. Apparently, that's according to Sky Sports. Olivia Giroud's been linked with loads of clubs this window, but I mean, first off, he's not going anywhere unless Chelsea get someone in. 100%, yeah. And Lampard's been clear on that. Um, it might seem a little bit unfair on Olivier Giroud, but football is a business. If Chelsea haven't got someone that they can call on to back up Abraham, who's out this weekend with mm. an injury, then Giroud isn't going anywhere. And that's just the nature of professional football. And I think 
Giroud's situation, you can see it. It's frustrating that he's not getting game time and given the level of experience he's got, he's probably got one last international tournament this summer for France. He knows he needs to be playing if he wants to, to keep his place. But as for Chelsea, they're stuck between rock and a hard place almost. And we've said this a few times of the minute the transfer ban was list- lifted, a different set of questions were going to get asked of Lampard. How is he going to deal with a budget? How is he going to deal in transfer mm. negotiations? And so far, he, he's found it tough going because this is his first transfer window as a Premier League manager. And I think any deal they get done between now and, well, depending on when you listen to this podcast, now and when the window ends, uh, it's probably going to be a short term. And if they do get a, a deal over the line, he's probably going to end up paying over the odds. Some of the names being mentioned, Telegraph linking Belgian forward Dries Martens with a move. The star is saying Edison Cavani is the man. His deal with Atletico Madrid is now officially <coughs> off. When I look at those names, they hardly fit what I see as Chelsea's recruitment policy and the way Lampard wants to run that football club. I almost think they're better off sticking with Olivier Giroud, who I still rate as a player. Yeah. I don't understand why they're going in for this this type of kind of slightly older established forward? I think it comes from Lampard's view of they've done really well so far this season but when we get into February, March, April time and the big questions are being asked of confirming top four, confirming Champions League football they want to have an experienced individual that they can turn to and I think all this is based on the situation with Giroud if Giroud stays, he's that person if he goes, there has to be someone so Mm. there has to be a little bit of give and go in the next few hours. It's almost the other way around isn't it? Yeah, he's been flipped now um, but as as for those two players, Cavani, I think it would be a very Chelsea signing. They're mm. always big fans of random over thirties European uh, football shirts. strikers. Yeah, he would, he would. And the same for Mertens. I think he's thirty two, uh, and he definitely doesn't fit the profile. He, he likes to play wide of a three most mm. of the time as well. So it's a strange one for Chelsea, and, and I can see a, a panicked move in the next few hours in order to kind of say, look, we've we've done something, we've done something. Um, but I just hope it doesn't come back to bite Lampard. You're. Frank Lampard, Marley. Mm. I don't want to shock you, <laughs> but I'm going to give you 250 million quid for this last day of the transfer window. You need to bring in reinforcements up front. Where are you going to spend your money? 250 million quid on the last day. Well, he's not going to spend. You don't have to spend it all. <laughs> you can oh, keep, right. keep some in your back pocket, but that's supposed to be the budget he's got to spend. Apparently. Oh right. So you're probably going to say if, if you had that, if you had that much, I'd be going for Sancho. But I mean, the, the budget he's got, he can pretty pretty much sign who he wants. Yeah, I think at Chelsea, if the rumours are true, that is obviously. Yeah. Um... I, th- I think I said a, a couple of weeks ago on the, when we were talking about Chelsea and the sort of search for strikers, it's hard to to find a striker that is going to fit and is going to be happy with the game time and the age mm. thing. Um, Tammy Abraham's young, so you can't bring in another young promising striker because it's going to they're going to fight for play time. You know, two players for one position that's going to hurt them. Um, your type of guys who are twenty five, twenty six are going to cost you forty, fifty million quid. Um, and not going to get them done on on deadline day, well, unless there's been a lot of previous work gone into it, which there doesn't seem to be at Chelsea, considering the the amount of players are being linked with. Mm. Um, so the this type of profile striker does, I think, fit Chelsea like Cavani, um, Mertens, players in the thirties that are going to come straight in, be good for a, a, like a, a job kind of thing, be good for a couple of seasons maybe, and then sort <clears> of pass the torch on to. Tammy Abraham full time when he fully sort of develops into a a top top striker, which I think he will. I suppose there's that element of them providing a little bit of education <laughs> and helping develop Abraham as well as a striker. Yeah, 
That's that's what that's what they need. And funnily enough, I think Giroud's actually very very good for that because in terms of a link up target man striker, there hasn't been many better than Giroud in the last five or six years in the Premier League. And as well, look at look at him for France. He's not the best French striker in the world. When you've got the likes of uh, Mbappe playing out wide, he can play through the middle. You've got you know Benzema and all these like loads of loads of options they've got. But Giroud gets into the team because he links best with Griezmann and Mbappe. That's that tells you everything you need to know about his his uh, clever his his mind for the game. He understands it so well, so he's sort of perfect for it. But at the same time, he's thirty three. He's, he's got maybe one or two seasons left where he wants to be genuinely playing football and not just being a sort of coach style. Mm. Um, so it seems he's not happy with it. So you need someone else to come in. And I think I don't think they'll get anyone today. But obviously, depending on when you listen to this, they might have got someone. But I can't see them getting someone in. Because nothing seems to be too far gone. Yeah, like Mertens, the the link with Mertens only came up two days ago. That's a lot of work to get in in two yeah. days to pull pull in from a club like Napoli for you know a substantial wage. I'm assuming his age. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. Let's I can move, see Giroud going though. Let's go on to Manchester United. A deal that I never believed was going to actually happen has finally happened yesterday with a very weird end to it for Manchester United as well because they announced the deal was done before they'd actually agreed personal terms or even completed a medical. But we can officially say that Bruno Fernandes is a Manchester United player. 47 million quid this has ended up costing. Could go to 68 million pounds. Seems like a decent deal that in the end for Manchester United, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm with you though, Jim. I'm surprised that it has got over the line. It seemed that it was on, that it was off, that it was on. And I always thought if it was going to go through, it would happen probably today rather than yesterday. So, you know, Ed Woodward, 24 hours ahead of schedule. That's (laughs) that's pretty decent for for his standards. It's only taken him three years to get it over the line. But, you know, he he tricked us all by getting it done that that day early. That that was the crucial thing. Um, I think Fernandes will be good for United. Uh, The issue is there's going to be a lot of pressure on his shoulders um, because... Some supporters who will be in the minority will be putting a lot of pressure on his shoulders of saying, right, well, you're the person that's going to rescue us mm. from the mess that we're finding ourselves in. And he isn't that type of player. Yes, he's captain of Sporting Lisbon or was captain of Sporting Lisbon. But if you speak to anyone that watches him regularly, he isn't that type of, you know, dragging people along behind them. He's, his performances are the, the part of his leadership, um, his leadership style. And I think when we look at United, there's, there's so many problems on and off the pitch that the best thing... Solskjaer can do is try and shield Fernandes from that and just allow him to play his football as best as he can away from the the circus that's going on around the club at the moment. We talked about the deal being 47 million, 68 million potentially with add-ons. Let's play a game of are Sporting (laughs) ever going to see any of that cash? So I want you to tell me whether any of the likely clauses are going to come true. So 5 million euros they're going to get if Manchester United achieve Champions League qualification. This season... I assume this no, season. I don't know whether it's this season or in no, the future. I, th- I think it's due uh, over the course <laughs> of his contract. All right, so four years. Is it four years? Uh, yeah, I think it will. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a disaster if they don't, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> bing, right, okay, five million quid in Sporting Lisbon's bank. Five million euros subject to player participation, which is very vague, but I assume it's if he plays over 25 games a season, I'd guess was the clause there. Is that the one where it's every start? I think for every five starts they get... Oh, is it kind of incremental? I think so, yeah. 
That's madness. This is like a mad auction. Yeah. <laughs> it's something like, because somebody Pound put on Twitter auction. yesterday, you'll see um, Jesse Lingard getting taken off in the first minute every week so they can bypass that clause to yeah. put Bruno <laughs> one after a minute. I remember an incident, I forget who the player was. I remember there being a player who was absolutely bossing it at West Ham. This is in the Harry Redknapp days. And he was about to reach an appearance. Yeah clause where yeah. we'd have to pay a certain amount to the parent club and he never played for us again yeah Newcastle Just, had that last year with Mohamed Diame it could be a double edged sword that one uh, 15 million euros that's 12.6 million quid for those who want it in post Brexit maths um, is on individual player prizes essentially is he going to win the Ballon d'Or is no. it that good <laughs> How, why did Man United insist on putting this clause in like that happened they with know it's um, not achievable. Who, did, who did that happen with as well was it Sanchez Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, when like he that. moved from Arsenal to United. Yeah. Oh my days. Wan Bissaka, was it Wan Bissaka as well? Is it somewhat like that? <laughs> was like, oh. You know, they could sign a guy from like League One and they'll be like, we'll give you 100 million if you win the Ballon d'Or, knowing full well that that 100 million is going to stay firmly in Man United's bank account. Whatever happens, Sporting signed uh, Fernandes for 7 million quid three years ago, so it's not yeah. a bad investment for them at the end of That's it. That's not going to happen now. Does this deal mean. Fernandez coming in that Paul Pogba is now going to leave Manchester United because it seems like it's been on the cards for so long Pogba going. It shouldn't do. In terms of like, if you're looking at building a team, if, you, if you're still confident Pogba is enough of a good player to put up with the baggage that he comes with, mm. um, then there's no... I don't see how you could you could disagree with having them two in, as a three-man midfield. If you had them two... And a holding midfielder. That's an amazing midfield. That's mm. very, very good. Uh, it's just whether you can cope with, with Pogba. But I don't know how much of a dis- of a distraction he is and stuff. I think a lot of the stuff sort of... I think if you ignore all that, him, though, you ignore all the fact that he's paint like paints his hair funny colours yeah. and d- distracts players and wants to be the big I am and posts Instagram videos. Put that to one side, because at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter unless you're an ageing football pundit. What matters <laughs> is the fact that he's not playing for Manchester United at the moment. There seems like there's something wrong with his attitude in terms of being at the club. Mm. And whether it, it might be an injury, I might be doing a disservice, but it seems yeah. like there's something else going on. Well, he's just had the operation, hasn't he? And then he come back and he got another sort of knock, mm. ironically, around January. But it doesn't seem like he's going this month. So there you go. You've got you've got another five months to get him and Bruno in the same team, and we'll see if they can they can strike a balance because them two together um, would be. Like beneficial for Man United, especially when they've got no centre forward. You need more from midfield, and they've finally got it with Bruno now. What the Fernandez deal has meant is that Ed Woodward has been on the phone to Portugal constantly and hasn't been able to get in extra firepower, which Manchester United seem to be after this window. It looks like it's going to come down to a deadline day deal, if anything. William Jose, who we talked about <coughs> on the podcast as potentially being linked with Spurs, has been offered to Manchester United, according to the Times. And also, this one will interest you, Marley, Ex-West Brom and ex-Newcastle striker Solomon Rondon potentially mm. on his way to Old Trafford, which when I first read, I went, that is insane. And then I started to think about it and I started to think about it more and more. And I went, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> I could see that working. Yeah. Um, I heard about this yesterday and I was I was kind of the same, but maybe a bit quicker because I've seen him for the last year or, year, or last season playing for Newcastle, obviously. But um He's he's kind of what Man United need, like a strong, experienced striker. Yeah, he doesn't score that many goals, but also he didn't have that many chances at either West Brom or Newcastle because mm. we didn't play that brand of attacking sort of football. But he'll fight for everything. He'll win everything that he needs to in the air. 
And in terms of like a short-term option, I can't see there being too many better. And like you were talking about with Giroud earlier, who's playing in the France team with two very talented wide players, he'd yep. have to fill that role at United quite well, wouldn't he? If you've got yeah. Martial on one side, James on the other, or whatever f- combination Manchester United <clears> want to play, <throat> if he could hold it up and feed those players coming in from the wings. Yeah, sometimes it's it's better to... Sometimes you've got to think of transfers as from the team perspective rather than is he going to sell shirts is he going to be is he going to cost 50 million is he going to cost 200 grand a week or if he if you don't take any of them boxes then you know good you can find value it's it's about building a team rather than a, a collective bunch of individuals which man united have probably for the last few years that's why they're not a very good like team kind of thing now you look at sheffield united they're a team the sum of their part isn't much but their actual team sort of philosophy and chemistry is, is fantastic. The other deal for Manchester United that was a potential, it now looks like it is off because Eddie Howe said it will be too difficult to replace him this close to the end of the transfer window. Joshua King was being linked with a move to Old Trafford. <clears throat> that is now dead in the water, it would seem. Right, we're going to take a little break on Football Social Daily. We'll come back very soon. <coughs> we're going to talk about deals that will be of interest in the studio, if nowhere else, because Newcastle United and West Ham have both been busy on the final day of the transfer window. We'll get to that shortly on Football Social Daily. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Welcome back to Football Social Daily. We're going to be getting your fantasy football advice very soon from the guru, Kieran. But first, let's talk Newcastle United, a third signing of the window that is being described as a big coup by Steve Bruce. Danny Rose, Mm. Marley Anderson. Yeah. (laughs) Thrilled? Uh, (laughs) You sound it. (laughs) I don't know, to be honest, right? I think it's good business because of the fact that we, so we've got him on a 6-1 floor and there's no option or obligation to buy mm. however obviously if he does well we are in the best position to is he out to of contract at Spurs in the summer I don't, still I don't think so I think he's got another year so this is Spurs giving him some game time and trying to add a bit of value to him yeah pretty much okay. um, but if you're looking at him as a permanent transfer for Newcastle um, he's I think he's 29-30 um, he doesn't fit. He hasn't got much sell-on value. So if we had to spend twelve or fifteen million on him at the end of the season, we probably wouldn't because he doesn't fit into our um, sort of uh, what do you call it, like philosophy of mm. buying players. You know, the sort of scout network kind of thing that we that we put on players. We want players that are under twenty-six. He's, he's not that. Um, Does he fit into Newcastle's playing style? Because this is the yes. question for me. Because I always think of him as a more attacking fullback, whereas is it are you thinking he'd fit into a back five? Yeah, because we play we play five at the back. So where when when these Danny Rose links popped up, I wasn't fancying it because I've only seen him play left back for the last like in a back four for the last mm. five six years or whatever it's been, and he, he worries me there because I don't think defensively he's he's great, but. Because he's good at attacking, and we play a back five, it's perfect. Because he's got, he's going to have three centre backs covering him. He's going to have a, a winger or attacking midfielder in front of him. So he's he's got that left flank. He's got lots of energy, lots of pace, good delivery. So and we've got you know a million injured left backs. So mm. we've only got him and Matt Ritchie who can play that left wing back role. Um, and it seems it seems decent if he gives him six months, see what he can do. If he's available for the right price, maybe they might take him permanently in the summer but that's going to take some work um, but for the next six months he's, he's what we need and it's a good uh, 
it's a good piece of business. It's a good January for Newcastle, I think. I was going to well. say, what do you make of the business so far? Because you've got Bentelab in, Lazaro in, both loan deals, aren't they? Yeah, all th- two, three out of three deals are all loans. This, just this covering month. injuries pretty much in January? Um, pretty much. We need we need centre midfielders regardless of even if we're fully fit. Um, we need... We've got three right backs slash right wing backs and then we've brought in Lazaro on top of them. So that's clearly a... Just to be careful, you know. Yeah, it's clearly <laughs> Bruce going, well, these three aren't very good. Um, so Lazaro... It's but, a brand new formation with five left. Yeah, pretty much. Switch um, it, switch it. Well, only our defenders can score, so you know, we've got to buy 10 of them. Um, but Lazaro, I'm excited about Lazaro. Um, he went he went to Inter for 20 million in the summer. I, that's not a bad player in any any shape or form. Uh, he's quick. He's got good delivery. He can play right back or right wing into like a, into midfield. He's got good good crossing. So the likes of Joel Linton and Andy Carroll can hopefully get on the end of a couple of couple of crosses from him. Um, and then Bentaleb as well. He's I'm less excited. He's all right, Bentaleb. I've not seen him play too much since he was at Spurs. He looked handy as a young player. He's, he's 24, 25 now. Um, but he's costing us. He's costing us nothing. There's an obligation to buy. I think in the summer, uh, sorry, an option to buy, and he's uh, he's not that expensive. And like I say, it's like a six month trial. He's a bit of balance to the midfield. I think Longstaff, um, Sean Longstaff, struggled a little bit this season. Shelby's injured. Uh, Steve Bruce hits Keyson Young with a passion. <laughs> it seems um, Hayden's been mint. Um, and then you've got Matty Longstaff, who's still sort of finding his feet in the Premier League. And he might be off to AC Milan, if what? you believe the Times. What? Apparently, AC Milan and Inter Milan both interested in bringing in Matty Longstaff. Oh, get lost. Who's out of contract <laughs> in the Never summer. a chance. Ashley's not going to let his contract run down, though, is he? The little ginger Raji in midfield. <laughs> he couldn't play for any other team than Newcastle. He, he <laughs> does not want to. You do not want a little 19-year-old ginger lad running around at uh, <laughs> the, the San Siro. Imagine the sun cream he'd need in Milan. Yeah. Causing havoc. It's Why? hot out there, Matty. Jesus, stay... Right. Let's talk about my team, West Ham, and you can get me a little bit more excited about a potential deal for Hull, Sittle, Hull City's Jared Bowen, who's been linked with a move to the Premier League for ages. He's 23 now. Newcastle were in for him. Crystal Palace were in for him. It would seem that West Ham have done the deal with £22 million, which is made up of the usual deferred payments and add-ons that the Sullivans and Golds of this world like to add to such deals. Taxpayer paying for it. <laughs> 16 goals this season for Hull City. He's going to be mint in the Premier League, isn't he, Fergal? Uh, I like him. I think he's good. But again, it's such a massive step. Like He has absolutely torn the Championship to bits uh, in the last 18 months. As you say, 16 goals so far this season, 22 last season. For someone that doesn't play through the middle, they're brilliant numbers in what is an absolute slog of a league mm. um, he's an example of a player when, when you watch championship football you go he is a cut above he's a cut above this but the gap I know, I know this you know this is why I miss Phil because he'd be hitting me with something now um, <laughs> that that gap is massive yeah, there's, yeah. there's no way to dress that up it, it just is um, I think he's done the sensible thing staying at Hull for a bit longer to ensure that he's kind of developed uh, other areas of his game I think the best description I found of him... Now, anyone listening to this, uh, I don't normally use Wikipedia for expert analysis. I was just getting Jared Bowen's numbers up. He's been described by uh, football journalist Daniel Emery as a budget iron robin. 
<laughs> now, if you're getting yourself a budget Iron Robin, Jim, yeah. I don't really think you can have too much complaints. How any fit any left-footed the... player that plays on the right, yeah, budget, budget Iron, Robin. Iron Robin. Is it like calling someone the next Pele? Is it that kind of thing? <laughs> I just, I just think from a West Ham point of view, he is, he is good. I think he'll add something. Is it the area of the team that you need to be focusing on with hours to go until the transfer window shuts? Probably not. Um, but that that doesn't take anything away from the fact that he is he's a very talented kid. I think he'll add something. But Moyes needs to needs to get his finger out in the next few hours to bring in other players. I liked what David Moyes said last week, actually, or it might have been earlier this week, when he was talking about the club's transfer policy and saying they've got it wrong over the last few seasons. And he said yep. they wanted young, hungry players with sell-on value. He fits that criteria perfectly. This is exactly the kind of player he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Moyes is, Moyes is obviously beaten with this stick of he only likes a certain type of player. And I think his brief of coming back to West Ham is he's been told, whether, whether it's true or not, that he has to say a certain thing and he has to at least try and show some interest in, in developing a younger side and bringing the average age down because West Ham have struggled, as you say, in, in that area in recent seasons. But... It can't just be this slapdash approach of, mm. oh, everyone's after this lad from the championship. He's doing relatively well. Buy him. Oh, 100% needs this to is be slapdash. The... 100% West Ham yeah. transfer policy in this window <laughs> is only coming to life in the last few days because of the protests and all that yep. kind of thing. Yeah. Proof of this is Martin Samuelson was sold to Hull about two weeks ago. Surely, if there was any interest at that point in bringing in... Bowen from Hull the deal would have been done then it would have been part of a swap yeah, deal yeah they've waited two weeks and then sent a follow up email saying you remember that kid we just sold you um, <laughs> as per my of, last email yeah because of that can we have uh, 15% off Jared Bowen yeah um, and they've ended up spending what seems to if, if if the fee is 22 million he was linked with like 18 to Newcastle and Crystal Palace so they've clearly just went right we need someone um, what are they bidding 18 right uh, 22 yeah, and it's it's classic West Ham. Well, they went in originally with a loan deal, apparently. Yeah, but why? Why would Hull accept? They, that? Why would they accept that? Yeah, yeah it's pointless. Exactly. Um, the whole thing reminds me a little bit of when West Ham signed Jordan Hugel. Yes, <laughs> and uh, twelve he million. Came, whatever happened to him? He was straight out on loan, didn't he? After six months, um, and. I, yeah, it's hard to say whether <laughs> whether players are going to step up. Um, he's been linked with Newcastle for the last. 18 months uh, and we've always walked away because his price was too high um, I'm honestly not that bothered that we're not getting him I don't see I've not seen that much Sounds of him like to be fair grapes this morning well <laughs> if you're paying 22 million quid for him it's a expensive signing when you're back in the championship in five months time <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not sure how to follow that. <laughs> it has felt like a quiet window, this window, I think, in general. Even though we just detailed a whole load of deals, it's kind of sprung into life the last two days. But I read a stat that, true as of last night, the current transfer total of January is £185.1 which is £5.1 more than was spent last year. And there's a few deals still to go yeah. as well. I think it's I think it's the the names and the clubs involved. Mm. We're, you know we're, we're like bloodhounds on transfer deadline day. We want something that we can get you, our teeth you want into. Gareth Bale to Spurs. Yeah, you want something that you can go. Whoa! How has that happened? Yeah. Liverpool have said they're not doing anything. Man City are not going to do anything. Uh, so you know we're, we're clinging on Tottenham or Chelsea or someone to to make a big move. I don't see there being a huge amount of money spent between here and and, and midnight. But 
a lot of clubs will be fairly happy with the business they've done, which will get them through to the, to the summer. I think we'll see some huge money spent this summer, particularly on the back of um, clubs marking up players on, on the back of the Euros. You can keep an eye on our Twitter account, at The Sports Social. We'll keep you abreast of all the deals to be done there and also you can have a game of transfer window bingo as well but right now we're going to switch our focus to fantasy football as we welcome to the sports social studio the guru kieran hi hi kieran how are you yeah i'm good thanks i've had a good week you have had a great week fantasy football wise certainly Mm. all right don't rub in how many points (laughs) tell us about the points uh 107 this week which finally puts me in the top fifty thousand. that was Um, a Wow. Yeah, which I've been have been out for the the whole year so far. So hasn't been a great year, but finally finally getting back in there, which puts me in the top half a percent of players. Triple captain on Salah, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That rakes in the points. I didn't do quite so well. Uh, but if you are lagging behind on the fantasy football front, Kieran is here with some fantasy football advice. Got some questions for you, Kieran. You ready for these? Mm-hmm. So Patrick wants to know. I forgot to play my triple captain over the double game week. What do I do with it now? Is there another opportune moment coming up for the rest of the season? Yes, uh, wait for the next double game week. Is there going to be another double game week? Yeah, so get, because the FA Cup fixtures they always throw up, um, it always means that um, you know the prime teams, you know, well, if Liverpool stop playing on the youth team, then they might get in it. But uh, obviously, you, you normally get big, big teams in the semi-finals and finals. And so they're normally great options towards back end of the season. Pending fixtures, you know, you could end up with City in a double game week with um, Liverpool and uh, Chelsea. And then it's not looking so hot. Um, whereas Liverpool had a tasty selection this time. Um, West Ham and who was the second one? Wolves, was it? Wolves, Wolves yes, Wolves one, first, yeah. yeah. I did have triple captain of Trent Alexander-Arnold and I read a stat that uh, Wolves have scored in every single home game this season. So I switched over to Salah in the last minute and they scored. Came true. Very good. So don't panic yet. Even if your mates are stealing a march, no. just hold on to the I mean, you, you should have done it this weekend because Liverpool had great fixtures on a double <laughs> weekend and I've told you this in every podcast. <laughs> but if you weren't listening to the podcast, um, then there will be an, another round uh, to go in. Okay. What about Kieran's question? He says, I'm really tempted to bring in Bruno Fernandes, but I know in my heart of hearts that it's probably not a good idea. Is there any data to support how new signings get on in terms of a fantasy football perspective? Yeah, it's, it's just too much of a risk, generally, uh, particularly in the January transfer window. I, I normally go with at least one new signing at, if, you're, if you're going and looking at August and September starts. Yeah. Uh, that's mainly because you've got pre-season data to go on. Um, so you know how well they're playing in that team, how well they're gelling, what position they're likely to play. Without this, looking at Fernandes, obviously amazing record in the Portuguese leagues, but coming in and um, you don't know where he's going to play. You don't know if he's going to play and you don't know how he's going to do in that position and how he's going to work with the rest of the team. Um, And especially in midfield. So if he's coming in defender, he's going to be part of a strong defence. He's probably a safe bet. Um, If he's coming in as a lead striker in a top club and he's a decent price, he's probably going to score some goals. Uh, Same with the goalkeeper. But midfield, it's just this huge uncertain area and there are a load of great options there. Um, So I didn't actually check whether he he has been added yet or his price point. But I'd say regardless, you're going to have other good um, safe bets that you know are performing week in, week out. So just give it time and wait. Cool your boots a little bit. And finally, a question from Helen that I reckon will affect most fantasy football managers she wants to know about Lundstrom at Sheffield United she says I've had him since day one but his numbers have dropped off in recent weeks is he still good value or is it time to flip 
Uh, he might not be in five weeks, but I'd say for the moment, where you're still unsure how he's going to fit in with um, Sanderberg coming yeah. in, because um, obviously he's an out of position defender taking a midfield slot. And they play a three in midfield. Sanderberg in as a or a five, but a player is oh, a no, three so centre. Lundstrom is in as a defender. Yeah, I'd stump on him straight away. So you assume, you know, a record signing comes in. He's obviously going to start. Uh, and Lundstrom hasn't started every game across the last six. Mm. Um, like Fleck is a preferred option. So I, I'd say it, it might look in a few game weeks that you probably you might want to shift him. But at the moment, it's just it's too soon to say. She must have made some money on him. If she's had him since day one well, as well. that's the point, yeah. So I think th- everyone's made money on him. Yeah, that's, true. Uh, th- th- that's, that's the flip side of the risk. So if you sell him because you think he's not going to play and he still keeps his position, then you've immediately lost half a million because he started at four and now he's worth 5.1 and you retain half of the value. Right. Kieran, thank you very much for your advice today. Fancy football-wise, okay, one hundred and what, one hundred and seven points. That's the target for this week. Uh, yeah, I'm triple captain on this week. So that's <laughs> Kieran, minimum. Not happen. Kieran's <laughs> focusing on the um, the draft league this week because there's the top of the top of the table clash between myself and Kieran for the top spot in the uh, in our little draft league. Wow, mm. and he's currently absolutely bricking it. Well, you must be better at that, Marley, because you're doing. Sh- <laughs> the wild card is coming this week right that is it for Football Social Daily thank you very much for listening Kieran Fergal Marley cheers for your contributions today and make sure you subscribe to this podcast and get tomorrow's preview show that'll be out first thing in the morning we'll look ahead to all the Premier League action see you next time it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply